this morning. Grateful that he has changed us. He is transforming us into his likeness. Grateful for all of this. Grateful to be able to come in and share with each other and have communion together and be in community. Jesus was praying at a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. You go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. Suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Father, we ask you to bless this word this morning. Bless the ears of the hearers. Bless those in the house, Lord, that, that they will be able to receive the word ground this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. The reason he's doing this in this, in this uh, part about prayer is because he wants us to understand the heart of God when it comes to prayer. He also wants us to change our perspective from our end when it comes to prayer. Sometimes we pray and we go before God and we be sneak in, right? You ever felt like you were sneaking in on God and just trying to, and, and you were praying something and you didn't want to, you didn't want to impose? <laughs> what it feels like sometimes, right? Well, Jesus is, is up, up automatically coming right here and he's, he's, he's telling the people, that's not how you approach God. You don't have to approach God out of a fearful, if, you know, well, you know, I don't want to impose on you, Lord. No, he's talking about this, he, 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 portrays in this story, suppose you have a friend, you go to him at midnight, you 
and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come a long way. He's come to me. I have no food to offer him. Can you imagine this like in the real world? Like going up to your neighbors, knock, knock, knock. I would imagine some areas of this city, I know at least in my city, you don't go knocking on doors at midnight. You go knocking on somebody's door at midnight, you're going to get a surprise. It's not going to be a fun surprise. Anyway, you go knocking on the door. He says, the, the man inside the house says, side answers, don't bother me, the door's already locked. My children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Jesus goes on to say, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity. Now, there are certain friends of mine that if they came and knocked on my door at midnight, sure, you know what? You're having a hard time. Somebody's come to, to town to visit you, sure, I'll give Jesus says it's because of his shameless audacity that he will surely give you get up and give you everything you need. The man in Jesus' hypothetical story was audacious. He had a loyalty to his unexpected guest, which caused him to go to his friend's house at midnight and ask for some bread. This is not a man who was willing to scrounge something up from his leftovers. We see audacity, we see persistence, but then, then 
Jesus in the story goes into another part when he talk, he starts talking about which one of you, if your if your kid asks for something, if he asks for bread, if he asks for fish, will you give him a snake instead? If you ask for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. So we see audacity, we see persistence, and then we see confidence. Know that when you go to him, you have audacity. When you go, he's, he's likening this to God. He's given us a glimpse into God's perspective. Go to God with audacity, shameless audacity. I know where to find the bread. You are the source of the bread. You are my source, Lord. I'm not coming to you. I'm not coming to you as if as if you're, you're going to have to. I, I, let me let me put it this way. I don't want you. To, I don't, I'm not talking about. This is what we're talking about when we say go before him boldly. This is not one of those one of those deals of you owe me. It's a different perspective. That's a wrong perspective. But we go to him boldly with audacity. We go to him with persistence. If you ask me once. kids will all the time remind me, hey, it's time. I, 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 this is what I want. My youngest one out there wants a yo-yo. He's been telling me, I want a yo-yo. I want a yo-yo. I, so I'm going to get him a yo-yo. I know he wants a yo-yo, right? So persistence, keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. And then confidence, Jesus says, which of you fathers would give your kid a snake if he asked for a fish? Or a scorpion if he asks for an egg. So you need to have audacity, you need to have persistence, and then you need to have confidence that the Father is going to give you what you ask. So that's the premise of this word today. Over in James, James said, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God, who gives to all men liberally, right? Uh, Jesus addresses these expectations and he says, it's one thing to believe God, to believe in God, it's another to believe God will answer, and it's yet another to believe that God wants and desires to give you what you need. Does God really want to answer my prayer? Does God really want this? Does God really want that? We've got to come to him with audacity, persistence, and confidence. And let me also point this out. I am not talking about I'm not talking about uh, one of those deals where, Lord, I want this Bentley. I'm not talking about this kind of prosperity kind of stuff where you just speak it and it just happens. I'm not talking about that sort of thing. Most of us maybe struggle with, Lord, what is your will? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not something uh, something like bread or something like whatever the story here is, it's maybe it's just, it's just, Lord, I need an answer. Do I go this way or do I go that way? Where, wh- which way do I need? Which door do I need to open? He says, go to God with audacity, with persistence, and with confidence. So how do we get to this point? Now, I know for me, it's, it's sometimes it's hard when I go to pray. When I pray about something that I need or something that some, uh, some situation that comes up, sometimes I go to him in the wrong mindset. You got to have this mindset that, that 
says, I'm coming to you because I know that you, you have the bread. He's the one with the bread. I need the bread. I'm going to knock on this door until he comes. I'm going to knock on this door. I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on seeking. I'm going to keep on knocking. But I have the confidence in him that he will answer. So I know that God can help us regardless of the perspective that we bring to the table. But if our perspective and mindset can cause us uh, all sorts of these issues along the way. James also said that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He can't receive anything from the Lord. Audacity, tenacity, and confidence is a mindset. Confidence in God. Audacity, this, this persistence, this confidence in God is a mindset. So I want to look at three ways three or four ways that we can adopt this audacious mindset, the audacity to thrive. I want to look through this this morning about how we can understand how it is that we come about to have this audacity when it comes to our prayer life, when it comes to our communion with God, when it comes to, to, to calling on him. I believe there are, there are four things, yep, four things, that, that we have to that we have to have settled to change our mindset. Number one, we have to have an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. A praise mindset. When I think of his goodness, right? When I think of all he's done for me. For a worship leader, which is what I what I do back home, I'm a worship pastor. And, and brother, incredible worship this morning. Enjoyed everything. Uh, but for a worship leader, and he can, he can, he'll shake his head on this. It's real easy to tell who has an attitude of gratitude in the church setting. It's it's pretty easy to tell who is ready to come in and praise, who is ready to come in and worship. But we we have to. <laughs> Did you know that praise and worship actually starts out there? So sometimes in church world, in church culture, we can segment our lives. We can segment praise to a 30-minute section of time on Sunday morning. But praise actually starts out there. Praise starts on Monday morning when you get up. You say, oh, no, I got to go back into work again. In fact, what time is it? All right. In about, I don't know, in a few hours... Less than 24, 20 some odd hours. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta go back to Eastern time and, and right now math is not my strong suit. But in a few hours, I'm gonna be going back to work in Chattanooga. You, you factor in the six and a half to seven hours that on our way down here turned into like 10 or 12 because I've got three kids that like to eat every five minutes. <laughs> Seriously, we go to Chick-fil-A, we're leaving Chattanooga, we go to Chick-fil-A and two hours later, I'm hungry. I just fed you Chick-fil-A. Do you have any idea how expensive that stuff is? It's all right. It's all good. Um, so wake up on Monday morning. I'll be in this predicament in the morning. I'll have an opportunity to wake up with a praise mindset or a mindset that says, oh, that was such a long drive and I got to go to work and I got to deal with all these people. 
leadership at work. And so sometimes, sometimes that's harder than at others <laughs> to deal with the people that, that are under my charge. But I, I wake up with a praise mindset. You have to wake up with a praise mindset. So it starts on Monday morning. It doesn't just, it doesn't just start on Sunday when he's up here and he's hitting the keys and he's got the multi-track going. He's got the drums are up and the, and the guitar and the people are up here singing. That's not just the mindset that I'm talking about. Anybody can come in and just sing. Anybody can come in and stand out there and, and just lift up your hands. But if it's, in your, if it's really in your heart, this praise mindset, this attitude of gratitude, of us, if, if what, I don't know how, I'm not sure exactly how many services you have a week, but if you're in here, maybe the, for the actual act of actually having church two to three hours at maybe at a week, right? There are 160 something other hours. What are you doing with those hours? You have, you have two to three hours in church a week to praise. If that's all the praise you're doing, then you don't have a mindset of gratitude. I'm not saying that we've got to throw down in worship all times at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But wake up saying, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Another day. Another day. I don't get to come to the beach often. We went to the beach yesterday. Maybe once every couple of years, I guess. And I was sitting out there. I was just saying, Lord, look what you've done. Maybe to you that live around here, you, maybe it, it, you know. Like I live in the I live in the middle of the mountains, right? And so I, I've been I've been I've been trying to get this habit about myself to look at those mountains and say, "Wow, isn't your creation beautiful?" Right? So I went out. Yet we went out yesterday to the beach, took the boys, and I, I just looked out there and just said, "Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this." Just a, just every everyday ordinary things. We went out west a few weeks ago. My wife and I went out west celebrating our 20th anniversary a few weeks ago. And we saw we saw mountains. We 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 hung out in the desert. We we saw the cactus, the cactuses, cacti, whatever how, how do you pronounce it? Cacti, I think. And and it just and, and you look up and you see the beautiful stars. Just ordinary, average ordinary things that we all take for granted sometimes. And I just say Thank you, Lord. I'm thankful. I, I, I have gratitude that I am able to experience this. This week, I will celebrate um, a, the beginning of a health journey. I've been on a health journey for about a year uh, this week, and I've lost a hun- almost 120 pounds in the last year. I wish I could, if I if I'd been thinking, I would have had a picture to show you what I was a year ago today and what to what I am today. I am grateful that God put people in my path to help me get healthy. My, my health coach was here. He's actually based out of Mobile. He was here this morning to the uh, first time I've ever actually met him face to face. I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful that God allowed me to, to connect with people that helped me to get healthy. I'm grateful. There's every, I'm grateful for my four boys. I've got three of them with me. The other one has got to work. Somehow somebody's instilled some responsibility into that kid, and I'm thankful for it. He's 18. So he had to stay back and work in Chattanooga. And, and so I'm, I'm, grateful, I'm grateful for my 20 years with my wife. I'm, these are all things. These are, this 
So, so it's, it's, it's praise to him because he's the one who's provided it all. Thank him, thank you, thank him, think of his goodness in your downtime. Think of his goodness. When I think of Jesus and all he's done for me, right? An attitude of gratitude. And this, cultivating an attitude of gratitude will help bring about this audacity, this persistence, and this confidence in him. I am grateful because I have confidence in him. Not, not that I will consume whatever I want to consume. Lord, if you don't provide this Ferrari, I'm not talking about that sort of thing. Look at what you have. Look at what you could have had and how he has miraculously and helped, has, has miraculously helped you and brought, brought you to this point. So we, we have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Lord, Lord we praise you for what you've done. We praise you for who you are. We praise you. We give you glory because there's no one, there's no one that could have provided this. I couldn't have done this on my own. I couldn't have saved myself. We, we, we celebrated the communion this morning and we, we, we partook of the body and the blood of Christ. Lord, that was you. I couldn't have what I have without you, without this, the centrality of his sacrifice in my life, the centrality of his sacrifice for you, for me, for our family that don't even know it yet. Lord, thank you. Number two, we got to learn how to filter out fear with faith. Fear is insidious. It will torment you. Remember what I said about, about coming to God timid and shy and backward. Yeah, we, we got to have a fear of God, a healthy fear of God. I know that he is the God. He is the one who rules and reigns over everything. Yes, I have a healthy fear, but I don't have an unhealthy fear. I don't come to him as if he's going to strike me down when I come to him and pray. Why? Because I am in fellowship. I am in communion with him. Because I have an attitude of gratitude that says, Lord, I know that this is all you. I don't come to him backward and shy, act, acting as if I'm going to impose upon him. Lord, if you would just answer this. Or, or one of my favorites, you, you talk to somebody who doesn't know the Lord or who has a, has a little bit of a, they have a, it's not a faith, it's a, it's a, I know how, I know where to go when I'm in trouble kind of a deal. And they'll say, well, Lord, if you'll answer this, I'll start going to church. If you'll do this for me, then I'll start paying my tithe. If you'll do this for me, then I'll start, don't work that way. <laughs> Filter out fear with faith. Faith replaces, overcomes, and trounces fear. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is that confidence that when I know I go to him, I am in fellowship with him, I am in communion with him, I go to him with something he's laid on my heart, then he's going to answer. I go to him and I know he's going to provide. If I ask for a fish, he will not give me a snake. If I ask for, if I ask for an, an egg, he will not give me something else. He, he, is, he, is, he is a good God provider 
I will filter out this fear and I will go to him in faith. Fear will literally paralyze you. It will paralyze you. If you go to God in a timid manner, in a, in a, in a, in a fearful posture, God is not the fairy godmother. He's not standing there and if you, if you say one wrong thing, one, you, you, you misprescribe, he's going to beat you over the head with a bat. That's not him. That's not the God we serve. Number three, we have to have a, pers- a perspective of prosperity. And I'm not talking about the prosperity, as I said, of Lord, give me, you know, all this other stuff. I'm not promising that if you believe God hard enough that he'll park a Bentley in your driveway tonight while you sleep. But God wants you to prosper. Third John says, I pray that your, pros- I pray, I pray that your soul prospers and that you'll be in good health. If you don't see it, you'll never believe it. Your perspective is is about what you see. If you see God as wanting to withhold things from you, then that's how you'll always receive God. You'll never receive anything. If you look at God as if, and here, here's the thing, what, what, however we perceive God, it, it says a lot about us. However we perceive God, shape our relationship with him. And the perspective that Jesus gives us this glimpse of this morning is a God who wants to give to us, a God who wants to answer to us, a God who wants to answer, to answer us, a God who, a God who is, is willing and ready and able, a God who wants us to have confidence in him, a God who wants us to have faith in him. That's, that's how we have to view him. We have to have a perspective that he wants to prosper us. He does want you to prosper. So we, we need to cultivate this attitude of gratitude. Lord, you're everything. I thank you. We got to filter out fear with faith. And we got to have a perspective, a perspective of prosperity. Us to see him as provider. God wants us to see him in confidence and understand that he is there for us. Number four, we need to cultivate life giving language. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18 21. Speak life. If we're ever going to have, if we're ever going to cultivate the mindset that has audacity and 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 confidence in God, we're going to have to speak life. We have to speak life. Speak life to your situation. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your situation at work. Speak life over your situation at home. Speak life. The tongue has the power of life and death. Do you know what you're speaking formulates in your brain first? So if it's coming out of your mouth, it's starting here. So if it's coming out of your mouth here, then it started here. Then what in the world am I consuming that made it come out of here? What am 
I am I consuming the Word of God? Am I consuming good thoughts and good good worship and good? What am I consuming? Am I consuming thoughts that 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 creates gratitude? What am I consuming that would make it to come out of here? James also said, "With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father; with it we curse human beings, and we have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing." My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. You're trying to produce fresh water and all that's coming out is salt. What's going in? What's going in? I would submit to you this morning that an attitude of gratitude a heart that, 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 that filters out fear with faith and this perspective of prosperity, I have a feeling that if that was going in, that's what would be coming out. I would submit to you this morning that if this is what's going in, then that's what's going to come out. And then we would be set up with this mindset that goes to God with this audacity, this shameless audacity to thrive. I believe God wants you to thrive. He wants you to thrive in your spiritual life. He wants you to thrive in your physical life. Let me tell you something about this, this health journey that I've been on. It all started, it all started up here in the mind. I had been, I had been talking with this guy here in Mobile. His name's Leo. He's, he, he had been trying to track me down because I was very unhealthy, extremely unhealthy. And I was on lots of different medications. And I was, uh, as of three days from now, I think it was July the 12th, I weighed in at over 350 pounds. And this guy had been talking to me and he's like, hey man, I, 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 got, this, I got this solution for you. I can help you. I can help you probably two or three years. And I finally made up my mind that I had to do it. If I didn't do it, see these kids over here grow up. Not, wouldn't, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be happy if I did because I was miserable. <laughs> and then whenever I began to, I got on the plan and, and then I started to see the weight fall off. And then when the weight fell off, the brain got less foggy. And then, and then my heart started acting better. My blood pressure lined up. The sleep apnea cleared up. All of that stuff happened, because, but, but it all started right here. It all started here. And when I began to consume and understand, it went right along with my faith journey. My health journey and my faith journey went hand in hand. I had to have it. Attitude of gratitude. I, had, I, was, I, was, I was in depression. I had anxiety. I was scared to death. I was, I was in fear over COVID. I had, I had a hard time during COVID because I was, I was scared to death that if I got it, I would die because my doctor just about told me so in those, in those exact words. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, I got to do something. Well, when I, when, when, that, when, when, I, when I changed my mind and I began to, I woke up and I began to have this attitude of gratitude. It went right along with the health journey. I, I, I woke up and I, I, I noticed that the fear 
anxiety was, was loosening and letting go. Because I was praying about this the whole time. I had to pray, man. I, you know, I had to, to have communion with God. And I'm praying, Lord, I've got to get healthy. I've got to see my kids grow up. The fear began to subside. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to live, uh, to live, a, to live a spiritually healthy life, a physically healthy life. God wants you to prosper. And then I began to speak good words. My kids had a, had, my, my kids would, they wouldn't make fun of me, they, lovingly so. They would tell me in so many words, Dad, you need to do something. You need to get this right. You need to get healthy. I won't say exactly what they said. They, were, they did make fun of me a little bit, but that's okay. So whenever, but, but whenever they saw me start getting healthy, they started speaking words that, that lined up with what the reality was. Do you know what your reality is? What is your reality? You're saved. You, if you partook in communion this morning, you partook in, in the act of understanding and knowing his sacrifice. If that is your reality, then you should be speaking in line with what your reality is. He delivered me. He saved me. He set me free. He's brought me, he's brought me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything in his name, he's going to hear us. This is the confidence that we have. I have confidence. I will speak that I have confidence in him. I'm speaking life. I will speak life over myself. I'll speak life over my family. Speak life over your church. Speak life over your community. Yes, I know sometimes it looks bad in Chattanooga right now. We're, we're, we're having a spate. There is a spate of, of shootings gang-related issues happening in Chattanooga right now. Every, just about every weekend you see it and you hear about it. It's real easy to look at my community and speak death. But instead of speaking death, let's speak life. I don't know what, I don't exactly know what it's like down here. I've not, I've just, I've been down here two or three times. I'm sure every city has its issues. Every city has its problems. Speak life over Mobile. I love that you guys are, are doing this, this uh, working with this foster organization. Speak life over these children. As you're giving to, to, the, to the uniform initiative, speak life over them. Speak life over your community. Speak life over your family. Speak life. And, 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 and you know what? It's, it's easy to hear this and say this and see this on Sunday morning, but sometimes on Monday morning when we wake up, life is the last thing on our mind. Vacation might be on our mind, <laughs> or not go, or, or calling out of work. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> I think I got a headache this morning. <laughs> Speak life. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Filter out fear with faith. Have a perspective of, of prosperity. And speak life-giving language. Life. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. More abundantly, it says in the King James. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to have an abundant life. So we ought to speak. We ought to come into agreement with what 
receiving when it, come, when it comes to receiving and asking of God. This audacity and this persistence. See, if I'm speaking deaf, it's real hard for me to be persistent. I've noticed this. I've, I've, I've dealt with this in my own life. I've dealt with this. When I'm speaking things that don't line up with what he has, or when I'm speaking things that don't even line up with my faith, this. I've been, I've been in this. Speak life-giving language and have an attitude of gratitude. Stand with me this morning. for a 
say those words because you open up your phone and, put, and look up the lyrics and they just come out of your mouth. Those words are in your heart. That gratitude is in your heart and so it comes out. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we have this confidence in you, that we can have this audacity to come to you, to reverence you, to fear to know and to understand that we should have this confidence and this perspective that says you want to answer us. You want to give us good things. So Lord, we will come out of this. We will have this attitude of gratitude. Lord, we'll speak life. We'll speak life. Help us, Lord, this week as we speak life over our situations, as we speak life over our family, as we speak life over our city us this week, Lord, going forward into this week. Lord, we thank you. Lord, once again, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Man, it's always, gosh, what a, I feel like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like it's such a timely message for I feel like it's such a timely message for us here at New City Church. And, you know, I've told my students this before, and I've been told that maybe I shouldn't say it like, maybe I shouldn't say it like this, but when we're doing this, you know, you said it's not about, it's not about us saying, hey, I deserve this, but what we're looking, we're looking at scripture and we're holding God accountable to himself. God has promised these things. God has said, if you, if you seek, you will find, if you not, the door will be open to you. And when we, when we work in a, in a, in a, started the verse, the, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Uh, but Hebrews goes on to say that because those who would please God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so as we seek after God and we find our place uh, uh, in, in who we are and, and we graciously seek God and we have the audacity to call God on his own promises. That's, that's what you're talking about, having the audacity to say, God, you promised it. Not so, that I can, not so that I can boast on myself, but so that I can boast on you and I can bless other people. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a people that bless each other, bless our community. We want to be a people of love, that everyone that comes in is accepted and has shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we allow Jesus to do the work in everyone, right? So, we're, we, Pastor Joel, we are so glad that, that you were able to be with us this morning. I, I, I got so much out of it.